Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer, writer, speaker, and God enthusiast. I am fueled by helping women achieve their emotional healing so that they can live the abundant life God has for them. In this podcast series, we provide faith-based inspiration to men from emotional hurt, along with tools and tips for emotional wellness. In your journey, as you apply these tools and tips, you will begin to live the transformed life that you always desire. In fact, you will possess a new you. Glad to have you home. This is our infamous tools and tips episode where we recap our previous two shows. I must admit, these past two episodes were banging. Mm-hmm. They were banging. So much good information. Before I provide the tools and tips, I'm not going to disappoint. I will share two wonderful stories. As you can tell, I like my stories. Well, I'm not going to disappoint. Here we go. Have you ever encountered a person who attempts to speak for you? When it happens the first time, you may shove it off your shoulders. You might even think to yourself, well, that wasn't too intrusive. But then it happens over and over and over again. What do you do? I know someone like this person. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, at times I can be this person. I will tell you why. Did I ever tell you that I'm an engineer? Yes, I'm an IT engineer. I love figuring things out. I am also the person who in their free time puts puzzles together. Yes, I am that person. And I did one this past weekend. Just knocked it off the park. Well, in my engineering mind, I enjoy learning and finding patterns. I like putting the pieces of the puzzle together. With this mindset, I have a tendency to study people's behavior. At some point in all of my brain gymnastics, I truly think I've discovered a person's desires and common behaviors. This understanding leads me to fill in the gaps for the person because yes, I just figured them out. Now, as I say this, some of you guys may think, uh, but Shamir, we are people and we are always evolving and we are always changing. We are never the same. Mm-hmm. It is this exact understanding that gets me in trouble. Why? I may have drawn a conclusion. Yes, my Sherlock Holmes moment. He makes it look so cool on the movies, TV, Sherlock Holmes, figuring out. I'm trying to figure it out. But my conclusions do not always apply to every situation. Mm-hmm. Fast forward. 
I don't know if you realize that a healing piece is actually the brainchild of a nonprofit organization called J Intelligence Networks. Mm -hmm. We're one. Our nonprofit has many, many initiatives that we would like to accomplish throughout this year. Some of them, of course, have been altered because of the pandemic, but we are still here trying to support, encourage, and love you guys. To do our initiatives, we require help. One way to get this help is by having an internship program. Those who participate develop their skills, and together we collaborate to see this wonderful nonprofit grow. Yes, we want to sprout our wings too. I will sing the song about flying. I won't do it. Nevertheless, this is where the story begins. Again, I love my stories. During the process of finding a new person to participate in our internship program, we go through and review a person's resume, and we even interview them. And hopefully, we pick the right person. We go through this process several times. But sometimes, and I mean but, we do finally get to the point to offer a wonderful position to an inspiring mover and shaker, just like we are. Inspiring, trying to move and shake. It's a great marriage. It's time to get the partnership on. And as we do this, we experience numerously over and over again where it just falls apart. The internship doesn't happen. The person doesn't join. And we start the process all over again, going through resumes, interviewing over and over. I'm not going to keep sharing my sad story. I'll stop right now. As I shared these two stories, have you discovered any common elements? I will give you a moment to think. I'm not going to do Jeopardy this time. That was actually kind of bad. I'll be silent for a moment. I'm going to try it out. Okay. Silence didn't last long. Enough thinking. I'm just going to give you the answer. I can't help myself. My mama always tells me I'm impatient. But in both situations, they both exemplify drawing conclusions. The first story, the person, me, reviewed the situations and applied my understanding to the outcome. I thought on behalf of someone else, which as I say this does sound pretty weird, mm -hmm. but I completely disregarded their thoughts and their experiences because I reasoned what should happen next. Yes, my conclusions were based on my own reasoning. And dare I say, it was actually kind of arrogant. Now, the second story is a little bit better. It at least reveals, basing our conclusion on facts, what do I mean? There was a resume, so it had something to look that was tangible, that talked about the individual skills. And then there was an interview, you got an opportunity to talk through it. And those elements provided an opportunity to draw better conclusions. Both situations make sense in the sense of trying to 
come up to the right conclusion. You may have had the same experience or you may know someone who has done the same experience. Where's the point in all this? We can draw conclusions all day long. And in the process, we can put ourselves and others at risk. There's this assumption, there's this reasoning. And the challenge becomes, instead of drawing conclusions, do we present those circumstances or those experiences to God and ask him for the answer or direction? We ask him, what does he want us to do in this situation? We don't have all the answers, but he does. And in both situations, I or the company or the people I was around, we had limited understanding and we acted upon it. And there's an assumption. But at the end of the day, our assumptions doesn't necessarily match up to the right way to go about a situation. And as I say this, why am I saying this in the beginning, the tools and tips? This applies to everything that we do. Sometimes we think we know, but in actuality, take the next step and go to God first before acting upon those things that we think we know. And this way of being is so crucial during this time of the pandemic as we shift from being in our homes and going out and being around more people. Take a step back and think through and pray through and asking God, what are you asking of me in this situation? What direction do I need to take for myself and my family? How do I allow you to guide me through this circumstance? And I'll tell you what, when we do this, we won't be plagued with as much fear and uncertainty because we put it at his feet and we ask him for his wisdom instead of our own. And as I tell you all these wonderful, my storytelling, I like to say it actually does lead into the tools and tips, which is really great for tip number one, of which I am actually going out of order. Tip number one is coming from interview two, but it was just so doggone good. I wanted to talk about it up front. And again, it relates to these two stories that I just shared. I asked the question in the second interview, how do we deal with anxiety, anger, and depression? The counselor, Beth, response was that these emotions are given to us by God to turn to him for the answers. When she said it, I didn't fully grasp it when she said it initially, but when I played it back, I was like, oh my gosh, that's a drop the mic moment. Do we ever think of our emotions given to us by him so that we seek him even more and ask him for the answers? Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't think that way because usually I'm trying to not be that way. I'm like, I'm trying to have some control instead of thinking, okay. These emotions are here for a reason. God, help me out. And I will say this, that God is not timid in answering questions or being sought after. He wants us to allow him to draw the conclusions versus our own. Tip number two, discover your own mantra. 
which helps you to calm down and breathe. For Beth, hers was stop, drop, and pray. Yours may be stop, breathe, and pray. Or even pick up your favorite scripture, your favorite song, but determine whatever works for you to pause. Basically, just to exhale so that your emotions are not winning. Thank you very much. Tip number three, share your experiences and connect with other people. I surely liked how Beth cleaned up that misery loves company statement. For us, find support groups. I know this is a unique method of connecting because of us being closed into our homes, but I'm pretty sure that there are really great groups out there that are online that we can join so that we can be supported during this time. Tip number four, shift your thoughts from panic to gratitude. Think about things for Thanksgiving. Bev did an assignment where she wrote a thousand things that she was grateful for. Get yourself a journal, write down and look for those good things. Tip number five, remember that you cannot control all things. This is a hard one, I'll be honest. I sure do be trying to control all things. So as I give you this tip, this tip is for me as well, which is write down the things that you cannot control and then pray through them. When you do this, you place the responsibility back on God. He knows and he does care. I'll be honest, this requires practice. So keep at it. Tip number six, break your replay thoughts, the thought train. This topic also came up during the interview that Keisha Simone had with me. She asked me the question, how do we stop replaying events? Then I expressed journaling and talking through things with God. Now, I'll be honest, Bev, she added a little more. She had a little extra little seasoning to what I was saying. And she also included by focusing our thoughts on gratitude through prayer, as well as moving toward a solution. Yes, the common thing, praying, if you haven't figured, yep, we said it a lot. But yeah, pray it out. But this also reminds me of the scripture about faith and deeds. Faith, prayer in God, putting in our request to him, knowing that he can work through it. And deeds, move towards a solution. Do something good. I remember someone telling me before, it doesn't do anything if you just know it. You got to do it. You got to put it in action. Isn't knowing just enough? No. It's not put into action. Tip number seven, anger is the secondary emotion. Spend time instead discovering what the root cause of your emotion is. It may be a loss of control, fear, feeling hopeless. Dig a little deeper. Journal. Pray through those things. Tip number eight. This is an important one. 
practice mindfulness. Do not judge your feelings or emotions as right or wrong. I do this all the time. You've been bombarded shame and guilt, especially people who play with shame and guilt. You do it all the time. My emotions are right or wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. Don't do it. Rather, take a deep breath. <sighs> then identify behaviors that foster peace. Praying, practicing gratitude, moving, physical movement. That does a lot. It does a lot. Move that body. Shake a little. Move, move. I'm getting carried away. Tip number nine. Focus yourself on healthy self-care by using the six Fs. These items are faith, fellowship, fitness, food, healthy food, not crappy food, healthy food, fun. Sometimes we just need to laugh. I remember at one particular point, this just came to my mind where I needed to laugh. I couldn't find things to laugh about. So the next best thing for me to do was I start watching, what are those things called where people just do pop-up dance moves? There's a word for that. Oh, it slipped my mind. But I'll just go and I'll just watch them. And they were cool. They just pop up and start dancing. And it brought me such joy and really did calm me down. And the last one in all that is family. Good family dynamics. Finally, we made it to tip number 10. Back to 10 tips. Tip number 10, you cannot avoid grief. Mm -mm. It doesn't work. You have to work through it. Yep, it's kind of disappointing, but that's the fact of it. How do we do it? Apply and reapply all the previous tips. I hope you enjoyed the little tools and tips section. Again, in the tools and tips that we provide, pick a couple of things that you can work through so you don't feel overwhelmed and bombarded. And the more you start doing it, the more you begin to be rejuvenated and feel refreshed and a little bit more excited about things that's going on around you. Lastly, this Friday is going to be my last little playlist. I have enjoyed. Thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to be a DJ again. Yes, in my youth, I used to be a DJ, and thus I got a little carried away with my playlist. But since my last one for a while, please, I hope you've been enjoying them. I've been having a blast. I keep going back and dancing to them over and over again. It's always a good thing. But thank you for joining us and come back next time. I look forward to continuing to get to know you guys and continue to build our family. <laughs>